Hello and welcome to a very special program. As we approach Women's Day, an occasion to champion the cause of women in India, it's time to honor some of the bravest, the gutsiest and most capable women officers of the Indian Army. For years, it's been a struggle for women to rise in the armed forces. Despite what they sought, they were restricted to short service commission. But after landmark judgments in the Supreme Court, the road has been paved for women to rise to the highest ranks in the Army, the Air Force and the Navy. Substantive roles that require skill, leadership and courage. On this very special program, I'll be joined by five Indian Army officers from across the world. Captain Diksha is a Special Forces medic. She is uh, joining us from Uttarakhand. Major Bhavna Sial is a Signals Officer in Eastern Ladakh. Captain Shiva Chauhan is an engineer, the first Indian woman officer deployed at a forward post in Siachen. She joins us from the Siachen Glacier. Major Abila Shabarak is a combat aviator flying the Dhruv Advanced Light Helicopter in Kashmir. And Major Ruchi is a commander of the female engagement team in Congo. Uh, that's where India has been fighting for peace in the Democratic Republic of Congo, one of the most um, war-struck areas anywhere in the world. Well, joining us now, Major Abila Shabarak. She's a pilot who flies the advanced light helicopter Dhruv. She's a combat aviator based in Kashmir. Thanks very much, uh, Major, for being with us. Uh, did you always dream about being a pilot? Uh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, there was no doubt. I always thought, why walk when you can run and why run when you can fly? From a very young age, I always was you know, intrigued about aviation, and Indian Air Force and Army Aviation. So it came naturally that I wanted to don the uniform and, of course, I wanted to be a part of Army Aviation in specific. Yeah. It did come as a bit of a surprise, though, when you actually got that opportunity. Initially, you were with uh, air traffic control, but you still harbored that dream, and then you got that opportunity, right? It did not come as a surprise because when I was training in Officers Training Academy in 2018, you know, uh, Indian Air Force allowed three women fighter pilots to get their wings. So I knew somewhere down that it will eventually happen for Navy and Indian Army as well. So after completing my training and being posted uh, to NASIC, Combat Army Aviation Training School, I used to see the helicopters, UAVs across the runway every day. So anytime, wherever there was a conference uh, with our track commander or any other, you know, video conference or when our opinion was taken, I was always saying that women should uh, be allowed as an aviator. Soon it fell onto the right ears, and I'm thankful to DG Army Aviation that soon in 2020, they started allowing women officers to join as an aviator. So I filled the application in 2020 and thereafter completed the training in the next year. Major Bhavna Sial, she's a signals officer of the Army. She joins us from Eastern Ladakh. Uh, thanks very much, Major, for being with us. Um, Major, it gets incredibly cold over there, particularly in winter. How difficult is it as a signals officer to be operating your equipment at those temperatures? So, sir, I'm currently posted in East Ladakh, where the uh, temperature is quite severe. The terrain is quite harsh. However, with proper acclimatization, uh, proper uh, physical fitness of the troops and... Uh, you know, ensuring force, we foresee the administrative requirements and we make arrangements for that during fair weather conditions. Uh, we are able to tackle uh, nearly all the challenges which we face here. And Major uh, Signals is, of course, a lifeline 
for the Indian Army. Communication is so important, particularly in the context of modern warfare. What exactly is your role as a signals officer? As a signal officer, my role is to provide uh, strategic, operationally strategic communication to the forward, forwardmost troop in the vicinity of LAC. And that's so, so important because it, it ensures, it enables, uh, you know, operations of so many soldiers across the LAC, right? Yes, because Corps of Signals is also known as the backbone of Indian Army. And Major, you were telling me that uh, you, you're what, third generation Indian Army, so you always knew that you had to be in uniform, right? Uh, yes, sir. So my father, is a, he's a retired RT officer. Uh, my, both my grandparents were uh, also in the Army. So ever since I was a kid, I used to look at my father's olive green uniform and the brass on his shoulder. Uh, and I knew exactly at that time that I have to join the armed forces. And personally, I could not uh, think of any better career that uh, lets you serve the nation with so much of pride and honor. Another very special guest, uh, Captain Shiva Chauhan, is uh, an engineer. She is deployed at the Kumar Post at an altitude of more than 15,000 feet in the Siachen Glacier. Uh, she joins us now from Siachen. Uh, firstly, it's amazing to see that, you know, we've actually got a link up between you way up where you are and me here in my studio. Just a few years back, that wouldn't have been possible. But, you know, it just shows that the technology has improved a great deal. For the benefit of our viewers, Captain, uh, how, what are the conditions, right, that you sometimes face where you are deployed? Uh, the challenges which we faced here was mostly the cold climatic conditions, sir. The zero temperatures, the mast, moraines, the mountain heights, sir. The isolation at glaciers, sir. And to be mentally tough here, sir. And what are the temperatures like in winter, again, for the benefit of our viewers? The uh, the minimum which I have known, sir, it is minus 5. It goes till minus 60 also, sir. And uh, the, the physical strength and stamina and determination that is required to train here or work over here is something else. Could you tell us about your preparation to be able to be deployed where you are? Sir, we all have been given adequate training in our pre-commissioning academies and pre-course training, sir, by various training institutions. Sir, we have been trained adequately in our pre-commissioning academies and pre-course training by various training institutions where the employers to effectively get deployed in all these sorts of operational roles and uh, difficult terrain, sir. So moreover, after the commissioning, sir, it was the support of my Farin Fury Corps, my Siachin Brigade, and the faith and the support of my Surasu Engineer Regiment. Captain Diksha, who joins us, she's a Special Forces officer, she's a medical officer, and she works with some of the most skilled soldiers, not just in India, but anywhere in the world. Um, Captain, you are a medical officer, you are part of combat teams if required. What is this essential role that you perform? I am a medical officer, a combat medic. So along with the duties of a medical officer, 
I'm also assigned the administrative duties and training uh, activities by my commanding officer. So coming to the medical part, I'll be taking care of our men, our whole team. And I will be going on the medical cover to the uh, exercises. I'll take care of the health and hygiene of our unit. And recently, I also took part in a combat free fall. In situations, in operational situations, sometimes when you are unable to evacuate a casualty from the operational site, you will need to send a uh, doctor to that area. So I was uh, I was instrumental in uh, that. Uh, Major Ruchi, she's a commander of the female engagement team in the Democratic Republic of Congo. For several years, India has had a very active presence in the Congo. She's wearing a blue beret because she's. Uh, maintaining the peace over there under the United Nations. Thanks very much, Major, for, uh, for joining us. Uh, you are the commander of the female engagement team in Congo. What is your role there? Uh, thank you, uh, Inika. Firstly, I would like to thank you for giving me this opportunity uh, to express myself. Uh, here, I am posted as the officer commanding of the female engagement team, which is a very uh, significant role. Uh, I am employed here along with an infantry battalion. And my functioning is in a more, more, I would say, a supportive role with them. And uh, if you ask in particular my role, my role is uh, definitely engaging with the local population. In particular, when we talk about the women and children, I'm supposed to engage with them. I'm supposed to gather information from them. I'm supposed to instill uh, the faith, uh, gain their confidence in the peacekeeping mission. And uh, uh, Monasco in particular, when we talk about, I'm supposed to know about their problems. I'm supposed to know about the challenges that they are facing, any threat, uh, which is uh, uh, any threat that they are having, they are facing, and uh, like in my capability, like whatever I can do to assist them, I try doing that. And major, there's a family history of yours in the army, right? Yes, my father is a retired colonel. He was an infantryian, and my brother is in Corps of Signal. So you've got the army quite covered: uh, uh, infantry, aviation and uh, signals as well. So that's, that's quite interesting. So, so that uh, really sort of, uh, the, the armed forces really run uh, in your family's blood. But tell us a little bit about the Dhruv helicopter. Uh, the Dhruv has been updated and upgraded over a period of time. It has a fantastic cockpit and it performs a huge role in Kashmir where you're deployed. It is one state of art, you know, indigenous equipment. And in the area of counterinsurgency and counterterrorism operations, uh, where you know we have, we get a call of duty, a call for casualty evacuation or med medical evacuation. You have to insert paraSF troops at any given moment of the day because there might be an avalanche. People may be stuck somewhere. You have to provide humanitarian assistance to civil population. And through being a utility helicopter, does its job exceptionally. Could you tell us a little bit uh, about what your unit means to you? My unit is my family. Uh, you know, uh, if I'm away, in fact, when I'm at home, uh, there are sometimes that I feel, uh, they say homesick, I feel unit sick because I miss my family a lot. I miss my uh, troops and uh, it's, it's, it's like a family when we are in a unit. Uh, and Major... Um... Could you tell us a little bit more about the extreme weather conditions that you operate in? Because we've got people from across the country watching. And sometimes they just, they just don't understand how difficult it is to be operating in the places that you are. 
so there are three stages here. Uh, we, I am presently at 11,500 feet. Then comes the second stage, which is at 14,500 feet. And then uh, the third stage is above 14,500 feet. So uh, we are taught everything from terrain to weather during our training time. How to operate in these severe conditions, we are taught that during our training time. And uh, we have SOPs, that is uh, standard operating procedures given to us. They are like basic guidelines. So we just have to follow that and uh, we really don't uh, feel those challenges uh, which other people generally may be thinking because of the harsh weather conditions. They may be thinking that it is cold and you know, how do these people survive. Uh, so uh, there is nothing uh, unique uh, or uh, about the location or appointment uh, which our SOPs uh, don't cover. Can you tell us a little bit about the team spirit that keeps you going? Sir, before getting inducted to this terrain, sir, the team spirit like I have been trained by the Siachen Battle School, sir. The male counterparts, they were very welcoming and supportive towards me, sir. They were having a good team spirit. I was, I never felt that I would be left out while training amongst 150 other male genders with me. So it was really good, sir, on behalf of them to support me and give the positive attitude towards me. What is the function that you perform uh, in the Siachen Glacier, broadly speaking? Sir, I am an engineer officer, sir. So I am here for all the engineering roles and tasks. Captain, you have to deal with incredible pressure. Uh, if you are called upon to help injured soldiers under fire, you have to get in there. You carry not just your medical equipment, you carry your tower automatic rifle as well. So not only do you save lives, you also have to be ready to fight, right? Yes. We have been trained for all these so, uh, during our probation, we'll have to undergo 40 kilometer run with uh, 18 kg backpack, 50 meters swimming, slithering, BPT, PPT, battle obstacle course. So, we have been physically trained and also we'll be undergoing a stress test. So, we'll be mentally tested, professionally, professional capabilities, and then only we are selected. So... There is no gender biases. There are some. There are some standards, and whoever crosses those standards, they will be selected. And major, uh, did you always want to be an officer in the Indian Army? Yes, uh, definitely. I always desired to serve the country. Uh, it could have been in various ways. I'm not just saying, but yes, my inclination was towards uniform services, and uh, predominantly, uh, so far. Uh, Olive Green is concerned, I was more influenced by my father and many of my school alumni uh, who have been, who are still members of this organization or they are veterans or, and definitely few of them are martyrs also. So they have greatly influenced and uh, the biggest influencer I would say is my uh, father and uh, he had overpowered uh, all his limitations to uh, allow me to uh, lead a life which is so full of uh, pride and respect. And we shared this dream collectively and, and I'm really happy that I'm here today. Could you, Major, tell us a little bit about um, one or two operations of yours uh, on the Dhruv, um, you know, which were uh, really hair-raising, frightening, difficult, challenging. Could you tell us one or two of them, examples? Uh, you know, every day is a new challenge. We are serving in the valley. There are sectors like Uri, 
Neeru Gurez, Machal, Nogam, which are all at, you know, line of control. So we fly there and we can see the enemy post every day. And we are evacuating people from those forward areas. It is an exception in itself. Hill flying is completely different from plane, flying in planes. So it is wonderful experience each and every day. Could you tell us the challenges of hill flying? You know, the power margin is very less as you gain the altitude. I may get into technical terms. So combustion requires fuel-air mixture. Right. So the air gets rarer and the engine capability reduces. So the load which you can carry and the way you have to make an approach, you have to come very shallow. And if you come shallow and there are hills all, all around. So these are the difficulties in flying. One of the best parts uh, of the design of the, uh, of the Dhruv is that it is designed from the onset to be able to fly at very high altitudes. So that works in Indian conditions quite well. Absolutely. In, it is operating in lay. It is operating in the glacier. It can go up to 6.5 kilometers of altitude. It is a wonderful machine. You, you, your missions are often life and death for people on the ground. Whether it's casualty evacuation or inserting troops... Uh, or any number of humanitarian assistance that speed, accuracy, precision, uh, courage, uh, operating sometimes under def difficult weather conditions, is the difference between life and death. Uh, do you ha actually have time to think about this? See, we have to be bat battle ready 24-7. There is no time. Whenever you get a call, you have to be airborne within five minutes. So you have to be prepared already. There's no time for preparation which will be given to you. You need to remember the whole valley, each and every sectors, you know, every river at the back of your mind. So you have to prepare beforehand. There's no time in the cockpit for thinking and doing. You have to be ahead of the aircraft. You have to be ahead of the mission. How challenging does it sometimes get to become an engineer, to work as an engineer in the Siachen Glacier, given the extreme conditions? Sir, being the engineer officer or the engineer troop, sir, we have to move from places to places for all the engineering tasks which are required in this location, sir. And facing those high speed winds and severe climatic conditions, sir. So, regarding its preparation, sir, we are we make sure that after coming back for accommodation to our tent to take to do proper hand and parade to keep our hands and it's healthy sir and drink lots and lots of water so that we might not be de dehydrated what is the what is your message captain for young women who are thinking about joining the indian army that the women are now, are getting adequate opportunity nowadays Equal to the male counterparts, I would say. They are also deployed in all the terrains where male counterparts are. But to, for, the women, for the women who are aspiring to join the army, sir, they should make up with their mind and understand that what are the needs to be in the army, sir. Because the requirements of army is something different, sir. They have to be both physically and mentally robust which is not in case as the jobs in civil, sir. It is the way of life which they have to accept it. And they will get totally different environment where they have to move from one place to another because that is what the job demands, sir. That is what our nature of job is. So what? they have to be mentally tough to would, be prepared for such situations. 
one final question would you have done anything else apart from being in the army or was it army 100% for no, you sir. sir it was army 100% for me sir all right captain uh, how is everything based on operating as a team uh, as, as as a family where you know i mean everyone's life is in the hands of your buddy or members of your team yes indian army is all about teamwork here we can't be selfish we have to be selfless we have to take care of the other person and the other person has to take care of me and if one person is injured then my team will somehow be injured uh, it 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 is all uh, interlinked and we have to work in body pair we have to be disciplined and we have to be uh, as a work as a team all right and captain uh, your family must be incredibly this proud of you this unit is more than my family okay this unit has become more than my family well that's that's absolutely incredible the unit has become more than your family well with the new rules now there are many more opportunities for women in the army to rise up yes. the ranks uh, new opportunities new leadership roles what does that feel like for you it's again uh, it shows that uh, army is also becoming progressive uh, just like other organizations and uh, definitely as a women officer you uh, it uh, uh, though it is a very big thing to uh, say that yes uh, we have been given these opportunities and all the male bastions they have been uh, they have been broken to give us some way and uh, to prove our mettle but then with this uh, comes our own set of challenges that we need to meet and uh, definitely we are adequately trained and we need to be furthermore uh, physically and mentally robust to uh, meet the standards that the organization has set and uh, we should not be expecting the organization to compromise for us but just the physical standards are concerned yes definitely i agree to it we have a biological difference and uh, there are already set standards in place uh, which have been there at the time of our training days and we will be fulfilling those standards no way those standards can be uh, mellowed down and uh, i'm sure that the the new opportunities that we are gaining uh, the young ones the younger generation likewise uh, the girls the pioneer batches which have joined nda so i'm sure it is a very gold it is a golden opportunity for them to pursue their career in armed forces and there are many more passionate girls who are awaiting this as a uh, to join this force as a uh, you, you you can say to choose it choose it as their career so uh, it is a good opportunity for them and uh, unlike uh, earlier when it was just a short service commission now with uh, many more opportunities like the permanent commission a commanding role and definitely uh, an entry into various other uh, arms and services so uh, definitely uh, the role has expanded and i'm sure it will be expanding further we'll just we just need to have some patience and uh, uh, it's a good uh, profession and anybody uh, joining it has to be really uh, mentally and physically robust to join uh, it is not uh, that easy as we think that okay uh, uh, yes definitely the charm of the uniform is there but then it has its uh, own challenges and uh, we should be tough enough to face everything what is your message to young girls out there uh, who think about wanting a career in the army air force navy uh, what is your message to them i don't have a message i have a question for them do you have it in you because armed forces is not only about opportunities it is also about challenges 
so do you, if you think you have it in you then you take that plunge and uh, if i can do it so then so so can they all right well major thank you so much for speaking to us uh, and uh, it's great to have young uh, officers like you in the indian army and it's important that we think about the role that all of you play ahead of women's day thank you very much indeed thank you thank you sir